This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby will be back tomorrow. You may have heard in my news this morning on Zoomer Radio about a new Angus Reid poll which suggests half of Canadians have had a worsening in their mental well-being over the COVID-19 pandemic. One in ten say it has worsened a lot. Is this you? We'd like to hear from you. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Are you among those who is mentally struggling? And what is the most difficult part of it? Joining us to discuss and offer guidance and advice, relationship and parenting expert, Dr. Natasha Sharma. Hi, Dr. Sharma. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for joining us. And Dr. Steve Jordans, Professor of Psychology at the University of Toronto, Scarborough. Dr. Jordans, hi. Hi. Great to be with you. Uh, Dr. Sharma, the poll says a quarter of Canadians are hardest hit with both their mental health and finances worsening. What does this do to a person when they get that double whammy happening? Well, it's probably one of the uh, you know most significant forms of stress that we here in Canada could be exposed to. Uh, we have a very, for the most part, enjoy a, a relatively stable um, lifestyle and a very um, sort of stable way of living. So to experience this is not in our normal, it's not the norm for us. So that presents a really big stress. This is one of the most significant stressors, probably most, the majority of Canadians will have experienced uh, ever or in at least a long time. So anytime there's uh, an external stressor uh, of, of this kind of magnitude, we're going to have a stress response. Uh, and certainly our mental health and our financial health and sort of the, the stability of how we live in our, and the uncertainty of our future all qualifies as a very large stressor. So everyone is having a stress response. That's clear. But how and to what extent is, of course, different. And that's what we see from... Uh, the Angus Reid study is that even though we're all being exposed to the same stressor because of our individual circumstances and our individual uh, personalities and um, uh, makeup, we're all responding. We're not responding necessarily in the same way. Dr. Jordans, you may not be able to improve your financial situation at the moment, but what can you do to improve your mental health or what kind of help can you reach out for? Yeah. Um, so, so a couple of options there. I mean, one of the things is that w- you can get into this negative spiral where your negative thoughts, your worries um, kind of feed your, your body tension, which creates that fight or flight reflex, which makes you more worried. So you can have this mind-body negative spiral going, but you can get into that spiral and you can take control of your mind. Uh, I actually created a short free course on Coursera.org uh, where I teach people some of the, the tools they could use. But it can be as, ver- as simple as find those things in your life that really grab your mind and consume you, something that when you're doing it, that's all you're thinking of, and start thinking of that as a way to escape from your worries and stresses. And, you know, you're going to have to deal with that anxiety at times. 
but at other times you have to get away from it. And so if you can find what that thing is and schedule that into your day to get a break every now and then, that's one example of a very simple thing you can do. Can you give us an example of, of what that might look like? Well, you know, in my case, for example, I, I, I play in a band and I always wanted to learn how to use GarageBand to get songs out of my head. Uh, I've learned how to do that now. And when I'm in the basement working on a song on GarageBand, there's nothing else in my life at that time. Right. That is where my head is. And so it, that'll be different for every person. Um, but just becoming a little mindful and realizing, oh, my, my thoughts are really negative right now and there's really nothing I can do. So can I sort of change the channel on my mind? And you can do that by exposing yourself to, to things that bring your mind somewhere else. Uh, and, and that's the trick, is, is to recognize what those things are and then to start to use them strategically. Dr. Sharma, would you like to add to that concept? Because certainly diversion takes us away from the thoughts of anxiety and worry. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. It's, it's not always possible to eliminate the entire, uh, you know, overall feeling. Uh, but I think, yes, what we need to do is focus on the aspects of our lives that we really uh, derive joy from. And everyone, is, or many people probably still have some area of their life that they can enjoy and that they feel positive um, when they're engaging in. Um, I created a guided journal, the Kindness Journal, which is actually meant for people to fill out at the end of the day. And they reflect on what they're gra- grateful for about the day, things that they enjoyed, and actually tie into what Dr. Steve said. There's a mindfulness exercise there. Mindfulness and sort of connecting more deeply to a very positive experience in your day or in your life is very powerful. And when it's practiced uh, repeatedly, can actually really shift and rewire um, how a person feels and, and, and their sort of outlook on life. So, And then the other thing is I also have a course up on Udemy, which is COVID-19 related to reduce stress and anxiety and, and how to teach people to control emotions. But at the end of the day, this is a, a situation that's a stressor. It's up to us to... To, to sort of take control of our emotions as best we can. I know for me as a, as a parent, um, probably the biggest source of stress is the fact that my husband and I are home with our three and six year old and many parents out there will agree that this is, this is exceptionally difficult seven weeks in. Um, no matter what your financial circumstances are, we just need to, a bit of a break. So what we do is we, we make sure that each one of us get at least one total break of quiet, whatever it is that they're doing, whether we're, they're taking a walk or I'm in the somewhere just in peace and quiet away for from the noise or the stimulation, even if it's just thirty minutes, it's it's very, very rejuvenating. And I think people can parents especially should do more of that. Dr. Natasha Sharma, Dr. Steve Jordan's on the line with us until the top of the hour. So your own personal therapist here on Fight Back until one o'clock. If you'd like to call in, uh, if you need a little help, if you've been struggling mentally, uh, perhaps they can get you going down a path that might assist during this very difficult time. 416-360-0740, toll free, one 866 740 
40. Uh, since you brought up relationships, Dr. Sharma, I'll go to Dr. Jordan's with that. Uh, on the poll, a quarter of those hardest hits say their relationships at home have suffered since the COVID-19 outbreak began, compared with 6% of those in the managing well group. So, uh, Dr. Jordan's, even if you're doing well, there are added stresses on relationships within a couple and relationships within a family. Uh, can you add to what Dr. Sharma was saying there about how to ease those stresses? Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm in the middle of an interaction right now. Okay, cool. Um, one of the really important things to realize right now is, is when we're feeling this stress, it's like a threat is, is hanging over us. And the feeling of anxiety we feel is that fight-or-flight reflex. It's, it's the, the system that's supposed to help us escape danger. Uh, and so we want to fight it or we want to flee it, but we can't really do either. And therefore, this fight-or-flight reflex stays engaged. And the reason that's tricky is that's a very emotional uh, part of our existence. And so now if you, know, you have some just little bickering situation with somebody um, you can be sort of on the edge and ready literally to fight. You're, you're kind of primed for a fight. Uh, and so, you know, we're all in this situation. And so things that would be very benign in other circumstances could spark and become something much more significant. Um, and that's something we all kind of have to be on the watch for. So what, what can you do about changing your mindset, um, Dr. Sharma? Uh, if you are on the verge of feeling like you're ready to fight, what can you do to be conscious of that and to change that mindset? Well, I think number one thing is to just be aware of that right off the bat and to expect yourself to be more on edge at this time, to be a little more easy to irritate around this time, particularly if you're managing or part of a, a team that manages a very busy household, and to be patient and just that awareness uh, from there. It's important to stop the, inter the triggering interaction um, and take a break from it, as if, if possible, wherever possible, immediately. Um, and just kind of stop the dialogue, the triggering dialogue that could get you into that fight, uh, fight uh, dynamic. Uh, move away, take some deep breaths, uh, return and try and discuss when you're more calm. And then on a more a higher level, we know from uh, research and studies that uh, practicing gratitude, no matter where, what your circumstances are, everyone can feel grateful in some way. And practicing self-compassion and gratitude on a regular basis uh, and kindness um, is actually very powerful for, over the long term, shifting one's mindset to move to a more positive mind frame, even when circumstances are negative, even when stress is high. Um, it's an ability that you can really do that by putting very simple habits into place um, well, and that's where you shift perspective. That's yeah. really interesting what you brought up because this Angus Reid poll uh, describes how people are primarily feeling. And 44% of Canadians say they're worried. 41% say they're anxious, 30% say they're bored, 34% say they're grateful. And that's, that's very interesting um, what you bring up about feeling grateful during a time that is very, or potentially very stressful. Uh, Dr. Jordans, what about that? How, what about changing the way you're thinking so that you're feeling more gratitude and less anxiety and worry? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the dynamics of this situation is that 
this isn't targeting, you know, one group. It's not like SARS, for example, that hit us pretty hard, but didn't really hit the rest of the world in the same way. This is hitting everybody. And we're seeing, you know, people all over the world going through this, with these, these things we see from Italy and Spain. And so some of us, you know, really realize that, yes, this is an absolutely horrible situation, but relative to what other people are going through, especially, you know, here in Canada, where we have pretty good leadership, pretty strong voices um, that seem to be making good decisions. I think a lot of us, you know, are feeling like we're, we're happy to be in Canada. We're happy to, to be in the situation we are in. Yes, we're still worried. Yes, we're still anxious. But in the grand scheme of things, we do feel grateful for, for you know, the lives we have. Um, so, so I think that's a very, we, we talk a lot about silver linings now, finding those silver linings, how important they are. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's a really critical step to getting through all of this. And those feelings uh, that the poll measured, Dr. Sharma, worry, anxiety, boredom, the best, I mean, you've, we've talked about some coping mechanisms, but where do we go with our head when we start to worry about worst case scenarios? I think we, I mean, that's sort of known as catastrophizing, where you, you sort of picture the absolute worst outcome. Um, and, and this being as significant as it is, it's, it's, it's understandable how some people might even go there, you know, whereas before this, it might have been a little bit more out of the norm. But I think, you know, we have to bring it back to the fact that because there, we don't actually know, there are some things we know, and if we can shift focus to what we know, that is a healthier headspace, whereas if we dwell and get into this um, vortex of all the things that we don't know and the what is thing, that's where we just inflame and aggravate that anxiety, those feelings of anxiety. So shifting to what we know, limiting the intake of the news so that we're intelligently informed but not overly informed or, or traumatized by it, um, and practicing just the art of taking things day by day it's very easy to, it's easier now than ever to actually be grateful for the circumstances that we're in because the less we have or the less um, we, uh, the less uh, we're able to do, it's actually easier to be grateful. So I think placing focus on that will also help. Dr. Jordans, how do we know if we need professional help during this time? If these coping strategies that you and Dr. Sharma are mentioning, if those kinds of things aren't working and the depression or the anxiety is worsening, where can you go to get assistance during this time of physical distancing? Yeah, so so let me just take this as a moment to, to say I'm actually not a therapist myself. I'm more of an academic that understands the brain and psychology. So a lot of the advice I give is based on, you know, how the brain actually works, what this anxiety mechanism is for, and how you can actually take control of it. So it falls more into, you know, if you think of like a physical trainer teaching you how to be physically strong versus a doctor who's going to help you if, if, if it's a real physical problem you have. Um, and so I, I think this is a good time for people to get mentally strong, to learn some of these strategies that anybody can use to deal with any challenge in life. Um, but if you really feel like there's a major negative impact happening to you or family members, you know, that's the line we cross with, with um, any sort of mental illness. When, when it starts being a real problem for your life or a problem for the life of others, that's when you should be seeking professional help. Um, I, I believe in some places, I believe in Ontario, we have, uh, oh, I, I don't want to, I'm pretty sure I'm right, the number 211, if somebody can verify. Yes, I yes. think you can call in 211 and they will connect you with resources 
um, if, if you really feel like we're in that situation where, right. where my anxiety is becoming a major problem in and of itself. Okay, I want to get to Allison and Halton Hills. We only have a couple of minutes left. Allison, do you have a question for the doctors? I do. I have a quick question. My granddaughter and daughter are really struggling with depression during this pandemic, but I don't know how to encourage them. Okay. So my granddaughter would love to just stay in bed all day, and she can't drag herself out of bed because she's so depressed. How can I motivate her? Okay, Dr. Sharma, we just a minute left, Allison, sure. so, so listen to what the doctor has to say. It's certainly a situation where it, uh, her mental health appears to be significant enough that you would want to seek help. Um, and what I would recommend is uh, connecting her. If there's any way she can be connected to your family physician or GP virtually, or even a counseling practice, we're open virtually. All healthcare practitioners, including myself, are offering their services uh, for the most part virtually. So if there's anything you can do, ask your daughter or your granddaughter, whichever one is the one who can't get out of bed. It, does she does she enjoy? feeling this way? Is she happy feeling this way? And that can sometimes be a very motivating question to get them to sort of look in the mirror and say, you know what, I really am not happy about this. And and maybe you can start from there. All right, Allison, thank Perfect. you for thank calling you. in. And I, I do want to just, you've given us your time, so I want to give you folks an opportunity. You both mentioned a website. Uh, Dr. Sharma, your contact information? Uh, it's natashasharma.com. And Dr. Steve Jordan's. Yeah, I, I would just mention the course. It's a free course on Coursera.org, so C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A.org. And if they search for Mind Control or my last name, Jordans, they will find it. Short course to teach you a bunch of tips and strategies to get through this. Okay, thank you both for your time. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.